Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, March 23rd, 5.38 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. May corn futures up four at 6.37 and a half. May soybeans down one and a half at 14.47. May Chicago wheat up six and three quarters at 6.70 and a quarter. May Kansas City wheat up 10 and a quarter at 8.21 and a half. May spring wheat, <clears throat> excuse me, up seven and three quarters at 8.41 and a half. We're going to start off with this wheat versus corn chart this morning. So wheat is cheap versus corn. Spot month SRW wheat futures posted fresh lows yesterday and finished at a premium of just 30 cents per bushel to spot corn futures. That spread has not been this tight since the summer of 2021. Wheat, of course, can replace corn as a feed grain in some instances and may begin to do so in some areas of the country. Falling wheat prices have probably had some sort of negative impact on the corn market. Uh, grain traders tend to watch those spreads pretty closely. We don't have much of a wheat export program to speak of, so perhaps wheat will find a different demand base domestically. Uh, my thought is that this is probably more of a sentiment item than anything tangible. We don't feed a ton of wheat. Uh, USDA projects that domestic feed and residual use will account for only 4.2% of all demand for U.S. wheat this year. So I think this is probably more of a sentiment thing. Maybe it's it's something that re that is real in some areas of the country, but I think it has been a drag on the corn market, these lower wheat prices. USDA reported another flash sale of old crop U.S. corn to China yesterday. Chinese buyers purchased 178,000 metric tons. It's about 7 million bushels of U.S. corn uh, for delivery during the current marketing year. So again, another smaller sale. But we've now seen corn flash sales to China in six of the last seven business days. Those six sales in total, uh, 2.43 million metric tons or about 95 million bushels. The, the uh, larger sales, I believe the first three that were reported earlier last week will be included in today's weekly export sales report. So uh, when you see that big weekly number today, don't be surprised. Uh, it's already been uh, reported. Now, I think that this Chinese corn business has uh, helped to uh, push some of these spreads higher, these calendar spreads. You've got inverted old crop spreads, uh, corn, soybeans also. Matt Bennett from agmarket.net joined me in yesterday's premium video. We talked about the spread inverted versions, what it means for farmers in regard to grain marketing, what it means for grain buyers, what does it mean for the market. If you guys want to see this premium video, uh, sign up for the premium subscription today. Go to standardgrain.com. It takes you like one minute to sign up. I've, I've made this extremely painless. If you guys want to see that video, I'll shoot it over to you uh, here this morning. Remember, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Uh, just 50 bucks a month. That's it. Ukrainian grain exports are down versus the same period last year, and that's not a surprise, of course. From July 1st through March 22nd, Ukraine Ag Ministry data estimates that the country shipped 36.3 million metric tons of grain versus 44.8 during a similar period last year. So that decline of only 19%, I mean, all things considered, can probably be considered a victory. I think that the grain deal has performed much better than anybody would have guessed. Now, in related news, Ukraine expects the country's 2023 corn harvest to decline substantially. They're talking 15% or so uh, from 22 to 23. The Ag Ministry said that corn acreage could fall by about a million uh, 
maybe down to 8.9 million acres of corn from 9.9 last year. The Ag Ministry has said that a large area of unharvested 2022 corn acres will prevent the planting of this year's crop. Uh, The ministry added that some of these same fields could be planted to sunflowers, which could increase sunflower acres substantially. So maybe something to be aware for some of you uh, sunflower growers out there. Turkey's President Erdogan plans a phone call with Russia's Putin uh, here in the next few days. He said nothing super specific. Um, They plan to discuss the grain deal, which has again been extended until May 18th. Russia continues to threaten an exit from the deal if its demands are not met. Uh, Russia has said repeatedly that it wants sanction relief. So kind of same story, a different day here. U.S. ethanol production declined marginally last week, weekly output 997,000 barrels per day. That was off uh, almost 2% on the week, off about 3.3% versus the same week last year. Ethanol stocks are still pretty high. They were off 1% on the week, down fractionally versus the same week last year. But ethanol stocks continue to hover near record highs seasonally. Implied U.S. gasoline demand was up 4.3% on the week and up 3.7% versus the same week last year. I think you've got to look at the four-week average when it comes to gasoline demand. These EIA numbers are really glitchy. Um, On average, over the last four weeks, we're running about even in terms of gasoline demand versus the same period last year. Uh, When you look at this ethanol production chart, um, I will note this. uh, Production margins have improved a little bit in the central and eastern parts of the Corn Belt, uh, where cash corn prices are not as strong, and they had big crops last year. Uh, There's there's some profitability in terms of production margins. And even out west, where you have stronger uh, cash corn markets, you're still looking at at, uh, production margins that are maybe break-even to slightly positive. So that's a positive. This print is just a kind of normal seasonal stuff, that 997000 The Fed raised rates yesterday as expected. Uh, the quarter point hike to the Fed fund rate brings the effective rate to 4.875%. That's the highest since September of 2007. A year ago, the Fed fund rate was below 1%. It was 0.375 a year ago effective. This was the ninth consecutive meeting in which the Fed has hiked rates. The majority of Fed members believe that only one more hike is appropriate this year. Here's the dot plot from Bloomberg. And essentially, most of your FOMC members think that rates will be at five and an eighth by the end of this year, which implies that you're only going to see one more hike of a quarter point. So um, maybe that's a a positive for some of your risk assets out there. The fact that uh, the Fed uh, sees some sort of end game here for the moment. Uh, Jerome Powell had some comments. He said this. We are committed to restoring price stability, and all of the evidence says that the public has confidence that we will do so. I don't know about that statement, Jerome. Uh, It is, and then he went on to say, it is important that we sustain, uh, it is important that we sustain that confidence in our actions as well as our words. Uh, Despite some of these recent banking issues, Powell told reporters that the U.S. banking system was sound and resilient. He did acknowledge, however, that uh, recent bank issues are likely to result in tighter credit conditions for households and businesses, which would in turn affect economic outcomes. So I don't know. Some people think that this was kind of a softer tone from the Fed. Uh, The dot plot is is probably the biggest deal to me. The idea that uh, rates essentially probably peaked this year at five and an eighth and then declined to you know somewhere like four and a quarter by the end of 2024 and these are all just projections from fed members and fed members have been wrong about a lot of things here the last few years so just keep that in mind uh here's the s&p 500 chart so we uh we did close lower sharply lower in the stock market yesterday following this fed news the s&p lost 1.6 percent the dow was down 530 points or 1.6 percent um 
you had your COVID low, you had your big rally, um, all-time high in the stock market was posted like first couple of trading days of 2022. We lost 27.5% after that, and we've recovered. Uh, we've kind of broken this old downtrend line here that was on the S&P chart, and now we've got, uh, maybe it, it's premature to say, but I think we've got kind of a, a, a gradually a sloping higher channel here on the S&P chart. So it looks a little bit better to me uh, personally. Uh, crude oil futures uh, attempting a recovery here. Your nearby May 23 WTI contract bottomed at 64.36 on Monday. It's above 70 this morning. So a fairly substantial recovery in crude. Uh, the government reported a decline in domestic gasoline supplies yesterday. Uh, some analysts pointed to the softer language from the Fed, although I don't know if I buy that given uh, the action in the stock market. But in any case, a uh, little bit of a recovery in the crude market, which has been in bear market territory for a while. It has not been able to hold a rally. Cattle market was lower yesterday, but did finish well off of the low. So it was not a, a terrible close, despite the fact that we finished uh, with some losses. In the outside markets here this morning, U.S. dollars about flat. Stocks are up. Um, the S&P is up 12. The Dow Jones more. Uh, close to flat. Gold's up 33 bucks. That's been a um, fairly strong market as of late. Crude oil down 65 cents, 70.25 in the May WTI. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you Friday.